baby girl gon' suck it to a jobs lock. Suck it up. She gon' make me put my bitch on car block. Fucking up. We the ones poppin', we the ones shoppin'. We the ones droppin' niggas, we the ones. We the one. They the ones duckin' when them heaters come. 21. You that nigga snitchin' on your people, huh? 21 Savage, aka the Reaper, huh? 21. Pussy niggas gettin' shot for all that reachin', huh? Niggas keep reachin' and dissin'. What's up, everybody? This is episode 38 of No Coup Podcast. Uh, we are back as usual. Shout out to 21 Savage. <sighs> I, like, I like that intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Definitely. That's definitely a topic for us. But For sure. Uh, if, you, if this is your first time listening, I'm Tyler. And I'm Mike. This is no cool podcast, sports, music. Um, it's mostly sports today because it's a big day. Yesterday was a big day. Uh, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, shout out to the Patriots for the dub. 13-3 against the Rams. Um, all right, man. Let's, let's get into it. What happened? What you, would you think? What you a, like? A lot bothered me. What I liked? <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked Julian Edelman, of course. Yep. I thought he deserved uh, Super Bowl MVP. Okay. He was, like, the people, obviously you can't give MVP to, like, a defense. Yeah. But there wasn't a specific player on either defense that just kind of took over. Right. You know what I mean? It was just both defenses played really well, whereas Julian Edelman had a huge impact. Right. Uh, besides Julian Edelman, I liked one throw Brady made, and that was the Gronk uh, diving catch. Right. Um, that was a good showcase of both of them to me. Yeah. Besides great that, great catch. besides that, I liked some of the T-Mobile commercials with the <laughs> the text popping up. There's a couple commercials I like, but. <laughs> All right. Um, what did you like? Tell me what you liked. Um, I don't. I I pretty much like the same stuff you like, man. Really. Um, I like the Alexa commercials. Those were pretty funny. Uh, I like the Harrison Ford cameo on there. That was a good one. Um, I liked. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, the defense was cool. I I liked. The aggressive defenses, but you know, if it's makes the game trash, it's not that you know, it, it's as negative as it is positive. Um, that was one of the most boring sporting events I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> sporting event in general, not yeah. just football game. Yeah, I've seen, I've honestly, I've watched baseball games to be fair, mostly postseason. Mm-hmm. Um and I had more fun like watching baseball. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, there were I'm not just arguing. There were just these long stretches where nothing productive happened. Just I nothing. Agree. I agree. I definitely agree, man. It was, it was just a mess overall. The whole thing was boring. Most of the commercials were boring. Although we highlighted a couple of good ones, we liked. Most of them were boring. Yeah, the um, Avengers tease didn't really... I mean, it was cool, but it didn't show anything. 
Right. Um, the uh, Captain Marvel one. Uh, you know, it was just. But everything was boring, man. It really was. The Toy Story teaser was whack. Yeah, very bad. Uh, this, uh, you want to talk about the halftime show in our music section, or talk about it now? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Let's go ahead and save it. I got a lot to say about the halftime. <laughs> Not a lot, but you know, I got some stuff to say about it. Okay. Well, so what is this? What does this game do for you as far as like the the players, the Patriots players? You know what like this, this game this game showed me that it it's maybe not fifty fifty Belichick and Brady, but Belichick definitely is a is a huge part of Brady's success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Brady, honestly, in they showed the stat in all their Super Bowls, it's been a one possession game practically. Right. So, I thought Belichick really did a good job getting the Rams uncomfortable. Like, honestly, Tom Brady looked pedestrian. He made one throw. None of the, none of the Edelman catches were great Brady throws. I just, uh-huh. I really, like, I was shocked to see how seemingly unprepared Sean McVay was. But at the same time, like, Belichick did a great job. They put pressure on Goff. They took away uh, Cooks. And they covered Woods fairly well. They, they didn't let the tight ends do anything. They didn't let Gurley. They didn't let Anderson do anything. Yeah, man, I, I thought Belichick was great. Yeah. Um, so, well, okay, so... Uh... Does this push Tom higher at all to you? No, it doesn't. It's, does this push, you know, the other guys, Gronk and Edelman? Not really, right? Nothing? This game was just I think completely Ed- insignificant? Edelman gets a boost. Okay. Like, Edelman, you know, you're going to look back and say that he's an elite receiver, and this is going to be his pretty much, you know, highlight moment. Uh-huh. But Gronk, I mean, Gronk has been great, you know. If anything, Gronk was not as great this year. Right. Yeah, but Edelman's the only guy that really gets like a, some kind of, you know, career boost out of this game. Yeah, okay. Um so you you seen the uh and I agree. I agree. Um you seen the Tom Brady Jordan memes and comparisons and Right. Yeah, that, of right? course. Of course. I'm going to stop that right now, okay? Um, Tom Brady is the Tim Duncan of football <laughs> to me. I like <laughs> went, that. It, because I'm sick of the Jordan thing because it's really not close. Is He's not that dominant as Jordan. He's not even as dominant as Kobe or, you know, he's not as dominant as the most dominant basketball player. But when it, And he's not as good as much better as everyone else in his position as those players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Kobe was the best two guard in the league, no one was even close until Wade, you know, Wade got there eventually, but it was still Kobe here. Wade was somewhere else. It was, it was close, but not that close. Brady, maybe like two years or three years is like the, by far the best quarterback compared to everybody. Maybe two years. I'll say that. But most of the time he was not. 
and he isn't now. And um, that's how I look at Duncan to me when I, you know, he has the one of the best coaches of all times, right? Popovich. Yeah. You know, Popovich and Phil Jackson often get compared, but Popovich is probably the better coach. He has, he does more with less talent. Um, so you got that. You got the consistency. He's always consistently one of the better power forwards in the league. You know, it was, he had the same numbers like every single game. He would play better in big games. Same thing Tom does. But there was those, there was the Garnets. There was the, um, you know, even Amari had a, a year where he was compared to being like one of the better power forwards in the league. Um, Rasheed Wallace had a little while. You know, it was, it was guys that would people thought might have been overall more skilled than Duncan, but Duncan was still winning. And Duncan still had a better team, and Duncan still had a better coach. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I agree completely. And um, so, if, you know, Tom Brady with the, the GOAT athlete thing, that needs, to, that needs to be shut down. I will, like, more to what you're saying – where I will give both of them credit, like the Spurs with Duncan and the Patriots with Brady, they probably do a better job than you know anybody in their sport in terms of capitalizing on the other team's mistakes. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's like a skill to really capitalize, I mean, every time it seems like. Yeah. It seems like every time Brady will make a bad play and get away with a a foul, like an offsides or a penalty, he'll make up for it. Anytime you leave Duncan open, he'll score it or he'll make the right play. Like, it's kind of the same. They're not products of their system, but the system does make them to an extent. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, no matter how bad the teams are, they're always, they're always like in the running. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. The Spurs would not have a good season you know, to their standards and still like go far into the playoffs. You're like, how did the Spurs, you know, make it to the second round of the playoffs? Yep. But they, they pull it off and that's what happens. That's kind of what happened this year for the Patriots. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I, I just wanted to say that cause I, I don't want to hear any more goat athlete things. Cause like, seriously, I love. I mean, I think Tom is the greatest football player I've ever seen, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, but not anything more than that. He's honestly the only thing he really is is the most successful. Exactly. He's never really been the best, other than maybe the year they went undefeated and lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. He's just. He's just. He's been around. He's gotten it done, but he's never been the best. Right. And the accumulated success puts him up there as the greatest football player. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Uh, you got anything else to say about the game? It was trash. Gurley had to be hurt, by the way. Yeah, man. I, and I've I've said I thought Gurley was a little bit overrated on here before, mm-hmm. but he definitely underplayed. I mean, there was definitely something wrong. Because and I get it. You don't want to say it, but. He's yeah. definitely way better than what he showed and also the amount of time he played. There's no reason why he you know, didn't play more than he did. The game was so like low scoring, it doesn't make sense to me that they struggled to run, you know, they, they ran Gurley ten times. 
Yeah. With the game as close as it was, I mean, it was it was within reach the entire time. Yeah. You know, and to give Gurley 10 carries, it has to be an injury. Unless he's like a problem and, you know, within the team, which I don't think he is. No, I don't think it's so. It's just it, he had to have some kind of injury. And he did, you know, you could kind of see he wasn't really he was coming out of the huddles a little awkwardly. He was on the sideline, always on the bike, like I don't know why they won't admit that there's something wrong. I guess because yeah, you're playing, but. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't want to say something was wrong. And, and maybe they didn't want to because the Patriots would have just never played the run. You know? Maybe yeah. they would have said, oh, yeah, okay, well, if if Gurley's not running, we don't even have to play that. Or Well, I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't say it, but uh, maybe he didn't want to say it afterwards because then it looks, you know, like an excuse, but. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I'm not sure if he, if he did play, they would have had a better chance of winning. But um, I don't know how much better. Uh, um, and I'll, I'll also say uh, about Goff, I know a lot of people are blaming Goff. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I spent I spent a couple, couple hours telling people this today, but I was right about him. He's not, you know who he reminded me of during that whole Super Bowl? Uh-huh. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> when the Bears okay. had it, when the Bears had it going, Trubisky yeah. looked great. You know, he would snap it, it within a few seconds. Uh, they'd make a play. Yeah, it seemed like Goff was trying to do the same thing, where he never really made a read. He was always trying to find a play before it was there, or it was something drawn up. And when that didn't work, he had nothing. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I was I was gonna go easy on him in terms of he needs to play better until he threw that pick. Uh, yeah. I know there was a guy flying in his face, and he he was getting pressured a lot throughout the game. But but you got to be better than that. You can't just throw it up for grabs like you're fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick in the soup. Like you can't do that in the Super Bowl. Right. And he spent a good like he took some hits, like he manned up and stepped up and tried to make throws when they were coming at him. Yeah, that one from the end zone was was tough. Yeah, and to to make that bad of a throw, especially in that critical of a moment. I mean, it wasn't even close. The interception was. Yeah, like he threw it away. Yeah. He just threw it up like, oh shit, they're coming for me. Like I got to get rid of it. Yeah. You can't do that, man. And. Championship quarterbacks can't do that. Yeah, he he seems so immature, and it, the thing is, he doesn't seem he's not trash, but he just his Sean McVay makes low. him. Yeah, he does. Like honestly, talking about Brady and Belichick, that's like a let's go 60-40, whatever. But here, I mean, Jared Goff was going to be out of the league if Sean McVay didn't get there, right? Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Um, okay. <laughs> you got anything else there? No, man. That was that was it. Shout out to the Rams defense. They tried. Yeah. Shout out to the Patriots defense. They stepped up. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, you think Gronk is coming back? Mm, I'm gonna say no. Actually. I'm gonna say no too. I think he's had a good run, man. At this. 
Like he he just he's so hurt. Yeah. He's so yeah. hurt. It just wouldn't. I feel like, you know, I feel like he's he's getting to the point where he's he fights to play on Sunday, and then the other six days he has to like constantly you know deal with injuries. Yeah. At a certain at a certain point, the motivation just is not there. And the concussions. It, right. You know, he's gonna be. He won't even be speaking English by the time he's done playing. If he plays like a normal length of a career, all the concussions he's had already. Um, I'm happy that he's taking it like seriously, though, in terms of how long he's going to play. Yeah, he said he was going to play as long as Brady did, though, recently. Mm-hmm. But well. he's te- he's 12 years younger than Brady, <laughs> which is crazy. Well, Like, you're going to play as long as he does, but, I mean... Okay, that's like two more years. You might as well just not play. Just move on. Let it go. I know, um, who was that today? Uh, it might have been Randy Moss said he should, like, start acting or something. (laughs) Yeah, he he can find something else to do, though. He could do those, like, John Cena movies. Right. He's he's got that, (laughs) that comedy, I feel like. Like, he could do some things in the comedy area. And everyone likes him. Right. Everybody likes him. Um, you know, at, he goes to Shaq's birthday, Shaq's birthday, and Shaq's Super Bowl parties. Like, you know, that's crazy. Like, I don't know why Gronk and Shaq would ever even meet. Right. But, you know, <laughs> everyone likes him. So, um, see anything else on the Super Bowl? Any other questions? I don't have any other ones. The Giants better get one of the Eagles quarterbacks. I know that. <laughs> That's all I care about, man. I don't care about anything else in football. I just know the Giants better get one of those quarterbacks. Whichever one they let go. Yeah, I, I saw some that they might be signing Foles. But yeah, I, I don't know for sure. But that'll be interesting. I hope so. Okay. It's time. We're done with football? Yeah. Porzingis got traded to the Mavericks. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> um. Okay. When I first read it, I was really rattled. I was like, are you kidding me? Yo, they got rid of the franchise player within like 30 minutes of him saying, I don't want to be here. Well, the, you know what the problem was for me? And this is going to sound crazy. I didn't care about trading Porzingis. Why did we trade Hardaway? Why? Hardaway is eating this year. He's played amazing this year. Yeah. I Honestly, I, I would trade everyone else on the team except Hardaway. That, he was the only one I, I wanted on the team from the team right now. If the whole team was gone next year and we had just started with Hardaway, I'd be good. Because he's the only one who always plays hard. Everyone else, I mean, cool, Porzingis is gone, but obviously my other problem was I don't understand why we traded Porzingis and did not get Anthony Davis. I get that they didn't want Porzingis for some reason, but come on, man. Dennis Smith Jr. (laughs) And DeAndre Jordan. I think, you know what I think they're doing? I I think they got a couple guys that could – Clean up their roster when you know when they go for these big names in the off season. Yeah, I think you know 
they're going to be able to go into it saying, all right, we got, you know, we got, for example, Kyrie. Now we got with him Dennis Smith, and then DeAndre Jordan's a good fit. That already makes another guy, like, more likely to sign there, I think. Well, the thing is, um, DeAndre Jordan's contract is up after this. Oh, no. And then they were buying Wesley Matthews out. So, um, I forgot he was even part of the deal, to be honest with you. Yeah, and then two picks. The thing is, okay, so like I said, when I first saw it, I was upset. I'm like, why are we trading Hardaway? Burke has played pretty good this year. You know, at least we, Moutier has played great, so we have Moutier, um, and we have Smith. So that's a nice, fast, young backcourt. That's cool. Um, DeAndre is going to be gone. We'll have um, $80 million in cap space. Cool. And we might have a number one pick. We'll have a top five pick for sure. Um, so that's cool. And the team got worse. So even better chance of us getting a better pick. <laughs> so um, that's cool. But, like, I'm sick of the Knicks. I'm sick of the Knicks um, relying on this magic that has to happen in the offseason for them to succeed. Dude, they've done it for the last, like, 15 years. I know. I'm just I'm telling you I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. It happens every time. I get it. And the thing is, they're so impatient. It's weird because, like, when they have the players, they're impatient. But when they don't have the players, they do these crazy, these crazy moves. Like, when we had... Okay, the Porzingis, Carmelo, and Rose. Okay, I get it. It was trash at the time, right? Yeah. Okay, but be patient. Look what happened with Rose when you were patient. Rose is playing amazing. He was like, he was voted by the fans to be an all-star, right? And then Porzingis, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, Porzingis still probably would have uh, asked to leave. But now Carmelo, he demanded to leave, and he's nowhere. Look what ha- look what that did for you, Carmelo. And then you know Porzingis. Um, I don't know if he'll ever come back to one hundred percent, but I, I don't know why we weren't patient then. But now it's just blow it all up to smithereens and try to you know figure it out in the off season and pray that Durant, you know. I, something random happens that Durant wants to come to New York. And I honestly, saw, I saw a comment on the Instagram like feed about the trade. Yeah, that I I thought summed it up perfectly. It was like, man, the Knicks are really doing this just to get, just to sign like Demarcus Cousins and some other guy to the max. I can't remember. It was like Tobias Harris. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll take Cousins, but we better not take Tobias Harris. I know like, that. They're gonna they're gonna not get the first or second option, you know, like the Anthony Davis or like Kawhi. Yeah. And then they probably won't get Kyrie. And then they'll end up having to settle like they always do. They wanted LeBron, they settled for Stoudemire. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sick of that. I'm sick of people going to that every time. Come on. One like... mistake. Let us live that down. It was one mistake. <laughs> oh, man. This looks like exactly the same type of situation, to be honest. Oh, and the um the Chandler year. Why were we... Lynn played, was playing like a superstar for 
you know, somehow he was playing great. You know, Carmelo was playing on top of his game. Jr. We had Chandler. Felton was playing great. Like, come on, man. Like, we weren't patient, and then we just let everyone go. Let Chandler go, so we could try to get somebody else. Let Amari go. You know, we can get someone else. Then we couldn't get that person, so we paid Amari twice as much as we were gonna pay him before. Like, come on, man. I I don't understand. Look at all these other teams that are patient, and end up. You know, making great out of it, and we picked Mila Kina. We we could have picked Dennis Smith in the draft. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of. That was a very questionable draft uh, choice. Questionable. It was trash. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Why didn't we trade Mila Kina for Dennis Smith? Why we keep him in the trade? That's the part I didn't get. Why we still have him now? He comes in and does nothing. Now we have three guards who all play the exact same. And none of them can shoot. Moutier, Smith, or Neil Aquina. Moutier will make some, I feel like. <laughs> when he's on fire. Right. He has good nights, but he can't shoot. But um, that's cool. Buy out Wesley Matthews. Uh, and it, we're just tanking, obviously. It's obviously a tank So show. obvious, yeah. Yeah, we rely on I don't on know, man. The, the Knicks are so, like, they're so irritating with that. They have that Lakers attitude. But, like, the Lakers have that pedigree of, you know, historic success. Their front office is big time. You know, they're, they're L.A. Like, they have the pedigree to act like that. To you have know, that, Knicks. like, oh, we're going to get everybody. The Knicks don't. I'll tell you why. I, I know why. You've seen a Pacers game on TV, right? Mm-hmm. A home game? Yeah. Um, you've definitely seen a home Cavs game. You've definitely seen a home Thunder game. Mm-hmm. You, you notice how, like, the crowd is all wearing the colors. Uh, they got the rags. Um, like, when a shot is made, the crowd goes crazy. Yeah. That doesn't happen in New York. Oh, no. They support the, the other guy that comes into town. New York is the only place that that doesn't happen. And I don't understand why. I mean, the Lakers, Lakers are they're a little bit better at it than the New York. But the Lakers, like you said, they have all the other stuff to go with it. Um, and the Lakers have, like, diehard fans that are at every game. They have probably, like, more season ticket people than anybody. The only season ticket person Knicks got is Spike Lee. Like and I feel else. like I feel like that's the problem. People look at Spike Lee and think like, "Man, the Knicks have this fan base." No, it's they have good cr- they have good crowds, but they don't have a good fan base. Right? People come to the game because it's like a social event, but it's not. They're not coming to the game to see the Knicks. That's right. the problem. All the other teams, other than, and I would think the Lakers are more people come to see them because if you just want to go to a game, you could go to a Clippers game. But if you're going to see the Laker game, you want to see the Lakers most of the time. That's the thing. They have an option. But the Knicks, if you're going to a Knicks game, you're just going to a basketball game. And it's, you know, one of the highly um, populated cities in the world. So it's just people at a game. And they need to figure out a way to get the fans into it. Because that's one reason why our fans are so 
you know, trash, like booing Shumper out the gym all the time and, you know, getting JR. No one wants to stay there because people aren't rooting for them all the time. Right. Um, they, they got the, the, um, the Knicks and the Wizards got something in common. They allowed a historically great basketball player to fuck up their franchise. <laughs> Less, of course, with Isaiah Thomas than, than Jordan, but still. Right. They, that's when it started, because the 90s, 90s, they were great. Who? The Knicks. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, I don't care if you're not winning. If you're fighting to win, you know, for years at a time, you're doing the right thing as a franchise. Yeah, they were competitive all the time. Now, I don't know how much of that credit goes to Pat Riley, but... The GOAT? Man, it seems like from the early 2000s to, to now, they've just... Like, they've never even had a roster where I could look at it and be like, you know what, like, this team really could fight for, a, like, a, a title spot. <laughs> no, they didn't. Even even in the mellow, like, Amari, like, early years, I, I never believed in them. I mean, Felton wasn't going to take him to the championship. Exactly, he, no matter how well he played... And he had that year where he was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I would watch him and think, like... He was an all-star like, once, right? Yeah, I think he barely made it as an all-star, which is overachieving like shit for him. Yeah. he he. I think it was, like, the year after he left the Bobcats, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was playing great, yeah. It just, man, it, it really bothered... The Knicks are in this disgusting, like... Like, the fan base isn't really loyal, but at the same time, the franchise doesn't do anything that really earns the fans' loyalty the last 20 years. You know what the, la- the last time the fans were loyal to the Knicks? And <laughs> you're going to laugh. It was Lynn Sanity. That was it. <laughs> you might be right. That was, that was, those 10 games were better than any stretch Melo had in New York. Jeremy Lin set New York on fire. That was the last time anyone has been... I mean, everyone liked Lin. He, he's probably the only player that everybody liked. He was for, like he was like that typical, like, you know, make it from nowhere story. It was great, yeah. Right. And then we, like, once again, we just didn't let... We didn't let him blossom. I, I Obviously, I know he has the injuries. Obviously, I know he's really not that good. He was just playing good for a little while but there was no nurture there was no nurturing for him we just like threw him out there and he played good and then we switched coaches 20 times Porzingis has played for four different coaches did you know that I didn't know it was four Jesus four he's been in the league for four years (laughs) it's terrible man you know it's funny what like was it, Woodson, you, you, Fisher, oh, don't I, you don't have to go through the list, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, go you ahead. know what's, what's funny is like you said, Lynn is not that good, and he's become kind of like a like a typical like role player guard. Yeah, but he he's head and shoulders better than anybody playing guard for the Knicks right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you could sign him to I don't know however much he's worth, and he's probably a little you know pricey. But he'll get you better production, assuming he's healthy, than anything the Knicks have gotten other than Tim Hardaway Jr. And the few games Moutier is hot. Like two. <laughs> yeah. Two it's or like, three. 
Moutier will get hot one game. Burke will get hot like two games later. Moutier will get hot ten games later. And, and, and Frank, and while Frank sucks that whole time, like <laughs> exactly. And then now we're relying on Alonzo to be our scoring threat. He's, he's, and he's played well. Yeah, Alonzo's my boy, but come on, man. Alonzo, <laughs> he does nothing but but shoot. Literally nothing else on the court except take shots. Yeah, he gets he game. gets above. He gets a couple blocks every once in a while, but it's every once in a while, like I said. But other than that, it's just taking shots. Knox does nothing but take shots. We just got guys that do nothing, but, you know, we have no well-rounded players on the team right now. That's for sure. Um, but, okay, I'm I'm getting depressed. I'm done talking about the Knicks. And don't ask me who I want to sign there because I can't even imagine <laughs> two players that will actually help them. And I even this is like the worst year in my opinion to do that because I don't think any of the two any two of the upcoming free agents are good together. I think Durant and Kawhi would be trash together. Hot garbage. It would be like a disaster. It would be shots all over the place, bad shots all over the place. Yeah. Um It'll be a lot of one-on-one. They, if they, both of them are on the same team, that team will probably have the least amount of assists in the entire NBA. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't they disagree with to. you, yeah. Um, and then Jimmy Butler and... I can't think of any two players in the free agency this year that are good together. That's why I would rather have Porzingis in any one of them, but not any two of the players. <sighs> Kyrie and Durant are the same player, just a couple inches different. Like, come on, man. It's, <laughs> it's not looking good for New York. And then the Kyrie and Jimmy Butler thing is not happening. If it happens, I would be shocked. And I, I probably will be glad, but I, it's not happening. I will take Cousins, though. I think Cousins would be... I, I like Cousins because I've seen Cousins play with a crappy team, and he was an all-star. He still plays well. I don't know if those other guys would even be good with garbage teams. Kyrie was okay with a trash team, too, but Durant's never played on a garbage team. Um, yeah, man. That's I'm not, not going to lie. Hardaway Jr. is going to fit right in with uh, Doncic. Oh, oh, yeah. Let me talk about the Mavs. They're an instant contender. Next year, they're a contender, for sure. Instant. Instant. I'm with it. And I think Mavericks are one of those teams that, while everybody's trying to make huge moves in the offseason, they're going to sign, like, one or two guys just to strengthen, like, the bench. Yeah, and it'll be a vet, someone, like, 32 years old, that only wants two more years of their career, and they're going to be eating off the bench. Because they're going to be playing against your rookies that come in with the second team and third team. And they're going to be, you know, killing it. Like Lynn. They'll probably sign Lynn or somebody like that. That'll come in out of nowhere and have a great season. Yeah, that'd be a good look. Their starting five is fire now. They might have the best starting five in the league. <laughs> who are they? The Warriors. Who are they starting at center? Like, who's their five? I, I don't know, four. Um, pa- I guess Powell, I guess. I don't know. I guess they don't have a center right now. I guess Porzingis will play center. Yeah, now. they're with four. Like they have a vicious four right now. Who um, who's that 
Don't they have a a small forward that they play sometimes that doesn't isn't that popular? Is it like Finney Smith? Finney Smith, yeah. He might start at the three and Barnes at the four because Barnes goes both ways. They they're flexible like that though because Barnes yeah. can play three or four and then Porzingis could play four or five. And they have they have what New York has not had in Porzingis's four years there, which is a good coach. Yeah. A great coach, matter of fact. Right. Oh, and they have Lee. I mean, I don't like Lee. I think Lee sucks. But Lee is not trash enough to not start at the three for that when they have a good team around him. And he, even if he doesn't start, he makes the bench better. Like he's a yeah. capable enough player. Yeah, he is. If they went um, Doncic, Hardaway, Lee... Barnes and Porzingis, they'd be all right. They'd be all right. And then Burke off the bench at the one. Yeah. They'd be straight. They got Atentacumpo, um, this the brother. Well, I didn't even Katie know Smith. that. Yeah, and then Powell. They, they need a center, though. Like, outside of Porzingis, they need, like, a, a plum league kind of center. It would be savage if they picked DeAndre right back up. And <laughs> <laughs> that would be gangster. They should do that, though. <laughs> New York is a fucking joke if that happens. Well, they're, they're purposely letting them go for the cap space, so they might as well yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pick true. them up. That's a good point. <laughs> They'd have the second best starting five in the league if they do that. Next, next year they will. I mean, depending on what else happens with the Lakers. But, all right. Shout out to the Mavericks, man. Great trade. Knicks, you suck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, but the thing is, no, I'm not even going to talk about the draft. Really, I don't care who we draft, who anyone drafts. I don't really see any of the draft picks playing, like, making a big impact in the NBA. I think. Not um, even the Zion. No, I already told you, Josh Smith. Whatever Josh Smith did in his rookie year, I think Zion will do. Except he'll get more rebounds. I watched him. I watched him against St. John's. Uh, was it Saturday? I think. Oh, you just—you could have just said you watched the circus. Yeah, it was—it was very easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's easy. It is. Um, I, uh, I think he will probably get more like better stats than Josh Smith did. Because I think he already has the hype. I think he'll have more freedom because we've seen him play a year. Plus, he's uh, a lot more explosive, like, quickness-wise than Smith. Yeah, he is. He's really, really quick. But with college players, he is, though. Yeah, that's a good I, point. You know, I don't know how – I bet he won't, you know, blow past DeAndre Jordan like that and just try to dunk on him, like, every time. Like yeah, he does I don't, I don't know, man. Especially with we'll more room in the NBA, it'll be exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Um, the Knicks better get him, though. I know that. <laughs> I, they they need to get someone important. They better not get anyone other than him or the kid from Murray State, Morant. Have you seen him play? No. Oh, my goodness. He, he's a freak, man. Shout out to um, Ja Morant. From Murray State, check his highlights. He's he's crazy, man. He's like, uh, 
He's I think he's taller than Westbrook, but he's like Westbrook almost. But anyway, moving on, moving on. The Lakers and Pelicans. What do you think about the package? Did you see the package, the first package? Yeah. Did you like it? I haven't liked any of the packages. <laughs> Did you see the this one, the one from today? Uh no, was it, no, tell me the one today. Um it's the entire Lakers team. <laughs> <laughs> for Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill. <laughs> oh, why would you even? Yeah, Pelicans are smart trying to get rid of his ass. It's it's Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lance Stevenson, right? Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and two picks for Solomon Hill and Anthony Holy Davis. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> LeBron gonna be playing with G League guys <laughs> come playoff time. And then um. They're trading Caldwell Pope for Jabari Parker. Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Where did you hear that? <laughs> what do you mean? Yo, I have not heard this. <laughs> I'm reading it right now. Lakers and Bulls are discussing a deal for Caldwell Pope for Jabari Parker. Why yeah, would... Jabari Parker's face right there. Yo, they're Lakers, man. Why does Contavious Cole Pope have a no trade clause? <laughs> Yo, they're so trash. <laughs> they gave him a no trade clause, bro. They pay him like fifteen million dollars. Good riddance. To be a like a fucking a dollar version of Clay Thompson. <laughs> Not even like a dollar Not store even. version. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. You you think that's a good trade though? The um, let me let me tell you one more time, just in case you forgot. It's Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, and Michael Beasley for Solomon Hill and Anthony Davis. Is it fire? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Kuzma is the only big loss, to be honest. <laughs> I can I could do like if you took if you take Kuzma out of that out of that uh, offer, yeah, it's it's the Lakers like are it's fire for them. Who's you, gonna play point? LeBron James. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> point, dude. They barely let Rondo run point when LeBron's out there. They're not gonna fucking let. They were never gonna let Lonzo play point, so he's gotta go. They and um, Lance Stevenson was their other de facto point guard, and he's, they're letting him go too. Come on, man! They got LeBron. Uh, they'll probably pick somebody up. I'm assuming. Who who's available at the point? Sure. All right, they'll they'll pick somebody shocking. Ma- Magic is hip, man. Magic will do something. Magic's not going to let LeBron play point guard 45 minutes a night. Like, come on. He knows better than that. I'm trying to think of somebody shocking that I think they would pick up. They'll fuck around and pull some kind of weird trade for like a DJ Augustine or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> some some placeholder. <laughs> some placeholder. <laughs> they'll, fuck around, they'll fuck around and take Sadoransky from the Wizards. <laughs> 
Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It is other than what you're saying, though. It is a good look for the Lakers. I know they'll they'll be questioned at a couple positions, but that's you have LeBron. Like all you need is guys. They're gonna just play LeBron at one, and then they'll put obviously KCP at two. Hell, they he's gonna be gone. Oh, he's part of the deal. Oh, dude, I'm not listening to that shit. Bro, I'm telling you that they're closer to that deal than they are to the Davis deal. Well, then they're they're super trash. (laughs) Because I understand if you want to move KCP for like a, a good, you know, like a wing player. Like if they move KCP for like a fucking Alan Crab, yeah, uh, you know, someone equivalent, right? Why would you move KCP? Who's, you know, I, I I laugh about him sometimes, but he's a good NBA shooting guard. He is. Yeah. Like he can defend his position. He can do a good job defending. He'll hit shot. He could get twenty five if you don't guard him. Right. So to me, to trade him for a guy who has literally shown. That he is bad chemistry. His game doesn't really fit in the league the way it is. He's just, he's inconsistent. And he's not really, he's injury prone. Like, it makes no sense to me. They'll probably pick Swaggy P back up. (laughs) That would make more sense to me than signing or trading for fucking Parker. They'll go with LeBron, Swaggy P, Javari Parker, (laughs) Anthony Davis. And uh, Makai Luke. Be <laughs> <laughs> well, if Mikhailuk. they keep if they keep Zubat, that would be a good good little front court. I mean, they'll, they'll still have Javale and Chandler. They'll have well, LeBron and five centers will be the team. Well, usually LeBron doesn't have any centers, so LeBron five centers and Jabari Parker and they, Makai Luke would be this team. They did say he did say that bullshit a couple years ago that they were top heavy. You remember that right before they signed Darren Williams? Yeah. <laughs> they might sign Darren Williams again. No, go. come on. No way. <laughs> he's been uh, on the couch too long. It's not a, He's not like C.J. Anderson where he just come off the couch and turn up. They'll probably pick Isaiah Thomas back up. Oh, stop. I think they'll do something ridiculous like that. Someone who's already played for the Lakers would come back. Like when? Like when? He played for them. He'll come back. I'm how sure. how awkward is it going to be for Rondo to come back to the Pelicans? And Stevenson. Well, Stevenson, I it's like he's he hasn't really been good anywhere. So <laughs> he had a couple of really good games for the Pelicans, though. He had a couple good games for the Grizzlies. He played for the Grizzlies. Yes. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that part of his career. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think it was. I'm not sure if it was a full year. I want to say it was, but I don't know. Crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Oh, they'll have Hart. That's right. They'll still have Hart. Hart's straight, two. but he can't play one. No, I'm saying, but he'll, they'll still have him at the two and LeBron is playing the one. They could get rid of Caldwell Pope because they'll still have Hart. Yeah. I thought they would like, literally not have any other guards. Alex Caruso, Hart, oh, geez. and Mikhail will be the only remaining guards after this trade caruso is that dude who keeps turning up in the summer league yeah white dude yeah yeah yeah. he's like going bald kind of i'm not gonna lie he's fun to watch he's got a bucket (laughs) the few times 
And I got to see him the last couple of years with the Lakers, you know, because their roster has been awful. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's a good time, man. He'll push in transition. Like, he'll get people involved. If, if they make this trade, the Pelicans have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Lakers do, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, Pelicans would low-key be kind of nice. <laughs> they'll low-key be stacked. Because they would have everyone on their team would have like started somewhere in the last two years. Yeah, they're not gonna have that glaring roster hole that they always have. Yeah, because small have, forward um, position, more specifically. Yeah, because hole will be gone. <laughs> the, the hole will be gone. <laughs> right. They would have. They'll, they'll have to trade. They have to get rid of a lot of these guys though. <laughs> Frazier, you're gone. Ian Clark, you're gone. No, Blue easy. It, you're gone. Frank easy. Jackson, you're gone. Easy. Uh, Wesley Johnson, you're probably gone too, my G. All, e- all easily waivable. Like, you're not losing anything by waving any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, you have the Rondo and Holiday tag team again. You have Ingram at the three. You have Randall at the four and Okafor at the five. And then you'll have. Wait, wait, wait. I guess Kuzma would be at the three. Holiday at the one. Ingram at the two. Kuzma at the three. Randall at the four. And Okafor at the five. They'll, they'll have some That's options. Yeah, they'll have some options. Yeah. It's crazy, that, be... it's crazy that the Pelicans are going to really let, like, they're going to fuck some team, like a, a franchise up just to fucking sell Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, shout out to the Pelicans. If the Lakers are that dumb... Shit, go for it, but man, I can't. I can't imagine them giving up like the majority of the fucking roster for Anthony Davis. I can't imagine that either. <laughs> the I, ro- not players and two picks, like damn. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's that important. That's what I'm. I, I feel like LeBron or Durant couldn't get a like, couldn't get a move like that to happen. No. Seven the, the, fucking the guys. Is, they're all decent players. That's the other thing. It's not like um it's not like when Carmelo got traded and it was like Steve Blake or somebody in the deal, like someone that you're not gonna use. Everyone on that in the from the Lakers are usable players. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like guys like like Frank Jackson or like if they traded Mikhail Luke. You know, no, the other side, Solomon Hill. He's not even like it's one to seven as far as I'm concerned. Right, Solomon Hill. They'll probably just let him go. Right. Why? Yeah. He's getting paid like twenty million dollars for what? Yeah, just buy him out. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's gonna be all players that in that really could play on any team in the league. All those guys can. Maybe not Beasley, but everyone else, like is. A really actual good role player from every team, so they'll be all right. Actually, the Pelicans will be. Ball come off the bench. Well, unless he gets traded to the Suns, like Lavar is speaking into existence. Um, do you think? Do you think there's any chance that Anthony's going to go anywhere but the Lakers? Yeah, I think so. I don't know where yet, but I do think he could get moved somewhere else. They're still talking about the Don Maker deal for him. Hmm. It might be over if the Bucks get Davis. 
But how the fuck? Yeah, how the fuck are the Pelicans gonna take the Lakers franchise? But with the fucking Bucks, they're willing to like make a deal with Don Maker. Like, come on, what is happening? Well, the thing is, (laughs) I don't know. I guess Don Maker has a lot of potential, though. I think everyone on that Lakers team has either reached their potential or just doesn't have any. They showed guys. they showed a graphic uh, the other day with the Lakers. Man, like they drafted four high picks the last couple years, and deloading de- and and Randall are fucking eating. Yeah. While they got Lonzo and fucking knock off Kevin Durant. Like damn, <laughs> that's knock off Durant Ingram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like super knock off. <laughs> Ingram is trash. I couldn't. I mean, I will. I'll say this though. Trading, um, looking at it now, trading Russell for Lopez and Kuzma isn't that bad of a trade to me. Yeah. But they just didn't. Again, they weren't patient with Lopez. Now Lopez is playing like the best he's ever played. A couple. I'll give that. I won't give him that much. You know hate for that because a lot of, I feel like a couple teams missed out on what Brooke Lopez could be no yeah yeah I'm saying though like people are saying they shouldn't have traded for Russell because shouldn't have traded Russell because now he's an all-star but the way Kuzma plays now and then if they had kept Lopez it wouldn't have been a bad trade if Lopez was playing how he is now like on the Lakers they shouldn't have let Lopez go now yeah now they really just traded Russell for Kuzma and it looks bad but People forget Lopez was really in that deal. And Lopez blossomed since then. My thing is, like, I get... They, they had to kind of move Russell because, you know, he had the whole, you know, snitching, snitching thing. And you know, yeah. you know, they had the whole issue with him being a leader and stuff. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't really think he's a good leader in Brooklyn. He's just playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, but Randall, man, like... And he he was showing on the Lakers how good he could be. Yeah, they that was a mistake letting Randall go for sure. Like, bro, I've been I was saying all last year I was like, man, like I was really wrong on Randall. Like watching him in college, I thought he was like the typical scrub, like big man who just bullies to the one side he can go, like, and that's it. Nah, Randall, can man, ball, man, Randall could shoot it. He could put it on the floor and get past people. He can set people up like he's a fucking bucket. He's he's like Zach Randolph two point mm-hmm. kinda to me. Yeah, uh, he's I mean faster, stronger, and faster. But I, mean, I just don't understand Randall, he, why Randolph they moved did. him. Uh, money, I guess. Yeah, and fit. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's crazy. The league is crazy. Um. So, uh, and the other team was the Clippers that went Davis. Uh, I mean, I think the Clippers could give them, give the Pelicans their team, and it, it might be a good trade, but I think the Clippers need to just stay where they are. They're in the playoffs now. Yeah, he, I don't think Davis is going to stay with them. He said he would. He said he would sign with them. Hmm. He's saying a lot but, of things. But what you would have to give up for him wouldn't be worth him signing with. You know, if if he signs with the team and they don't have Bradley, Gallinari, yeah, they they can't afford to send seven players over to the fucking Pelicans, right? And a couple picks. 
Yeah, if, if he if he's there and they don't have Harris, Gallinari, or Bradley, he might as well not be there. Any one of those players not there, he might as well not be there, because they're gonna be terrible. Or you know, or Lou. Um, but you know, we'll see. I guess we will see. All right, we you want to get into our um. All stars, yeah. Oh, what, you said you don't. You have nothing, nothing to say about the Rodney Hood trade. None. <laughs> Silence. I wish they would make a play for Davis, man. That's who I want. Dave. That's where I want Davis to go. But I'll talk about that another time. Um, okay. So obviously, All Star Weekend is coming up. We decided to make our our own all-star team of the bench players that will never be all-stars probably from now on, but are, um, you know, playing really good this year. The all-stars off the bench, you know, nothing else to it. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, this was tough, man. Which, which conference do you want to go with first? Uh, the West was easier for me. Than yeah, the me, East. yeah, definitely. Um, I had to, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had to pull up some rosters <laughs> to to find some a couple guys. Okay. Um so you want to go with the west? Yeah, let's go west first. All right. Uh I had I'll tell you this. I also kind of separated. I had um in the west, I only had three locks. Mm, three real locks. Like three guys that are just definitively like they're just killing it this year. Okay. And it I went had four. I wouldn't surprise me if you had all three of these guys as well. I know you're you're probably gonna have them. I'll just all list right. them right away. It's Schroeder, Rose, and Lou Will. For sure. To me, the, those three names on any this season, if you're making a great bench players, they have to be on the list. For sure, one hundred percent. Schroeder is just—he looks so comfortable playing with OKC. And it's crazy that he doesn't just come in and fill in for Westbrook. He actually plays with Westbrook. And they actually play off each other, which is pretty crazy. Right. Rose, I mean, we've talked about Rose. He's resurging as an elite player, practically. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. And Minnesota is actually, like, picking it up. They are. And I I think he's a huge reason for that. Yeah, and the other thing is Towns just needed to start playing better. Right. I mean, he was playing good all year, and then all they needed was for one other person to pick it up, and it was Towns, finally. Um, Yeah, for sure. He's definitely on the on my All-Stars. So, so who do you have down low? Uh, real quick, Lou Will. I mean, there's nothing that needs to be said. No, yeah, sixth man of the year. Uh, every other time so. he went 39 and 9 like the day after we talked about him right um my fourth one was another guard uh marco bellinelli okay good pick i think he's good been pick. the couple times i've got to see the spurs he's played well every time uh he's you know his averages aren't crazy but he's he's like he's that guy who comes in and he's just like a threat mhm and he's been—he's kind of been killing it everywhere he's been. You know, he's helped every team he's been on. He even helped the Hawks a couple years ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 
So he's he's a guy who comes in, he fits everywhere, and he's he's just doing what he's been doing, hitting tough ass shots. <laughs> yeah, wild shots. He, dude, he he gets hot. Like he'll he'll scorch you for a quick ten to fifteen, like in a span of a couple minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you won't, you usually don't notice him on the box score because. He'll have like that third, early third quarter stretch or late third quarter stretch, but it makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. Yep. And I didn't want to have five guards on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm giving a little bit of love to a rookie, uh, Bagley. Good pick. Bagley. I have Bagley as well. To me, I've noticed. I haven't really watched the Kings. But he pops on a box score quite often for a guy who comes off the bench. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and and, and I like I like easing the, him in. Right, they're doing a really good job of letting him get comfortable, figuring out what he can do, and and he's gotten better. Like he started off pretty poorly, but he's starting to play a lot better. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's having a good. good they're year. actually feeding him the ball, from what I see. Like he's getting touches, which bench bench players don't often get touches. Yeah, and he's having like he's having a really consistent year. Like he's having a a good fifteen and ten kind of consistency. You know, I mean, he has some low low games, but his games he doesn't play that much. But when he gets his touches, he gets he you know produces well, good percentage. Um, my my only other one I had was uh, it was tough because he doesn't. I I think he does start sometimes, but he doesn't start all the time. And that's um Montrezl. Good pick. And he he um. I don't. Th- he doesn't start because I know Gortat starts for them. Right. Yeah. And and Harris. The thing is, I think sometimes Harris plays the three and the you know three or four or whatever, like the Harrison Barnes thing we said. Yeah. And then he Montrez comes in, but he he's played amazing, man. He's energetic, um, defense, offense. Whatever you need, he just comes in and he gets it done. He's playing good. So that's our West. Good West. All right. Uh, yeah, the East was tough, man. East was. I only had two locks for the East. I have. Yeah, I have two locks too. You go ahead. With I wouldn't. Locks. I wouldn't be. I know Spencer Dinwiddie has to be on your list for sure. Uh, and I put Jeff Green. <laughs> he's been he's been eating. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, you got it. You got it. He has been. You're right. I mean, he's actually right. he's been, since Wall's been down. He's probably been our second leading scorer. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I mean that that probably says more about the Wizards than it does about him. But no, no I uh, laugh, but I, I I don't disagree at all. He's having a, a good pick. phenomenal year. Like he routinely gets twenty plus. He's always like he's played better on defense than I remember watching him play before. So, okay, yeah. Uh, the other three were really tough for me. I'm I'm gonna assume you got this name on your list as well, and that's Fred Van Fleet. Yes, of course. He's he's probably one of the quiet. Him and Bellinelli are are probably the two quietest. Well, I got another name that's pretty quiet, but. Uh, Van Fleet is another guy who doesn't really pop up on the stat sheet much. Yeah, but when his, you're his is more quiet than Bellinelli's because Bellinelli is spectacular sometimes. Van Fleet just is just 
bucket. Yeah, he's just a good player. And Van yeah. Fleet's like he's exactly what you want out of a backup point guard because he'll come in, he'll give you, you know, twelve to fifteen, and then he'll get you five to eight assists. Yep, in a short amount of time. Right, and he limits the turnovers. He he holds his own on defense. He's a little bit smaller guy, but he he doesn't get killed. Right. So. Yep. Another name I. Uh, this was tough because Orlando sucks. <laughs> um, but Terrence yeah. Ross. Yeah, bucket. He's he's averaging fourteen points a game. He's. Yeah. You know he doesn't play that many minutes too, which is crazy. You know how long I've been saying I thought he would be a really good bench player for a team. It's been years. I told you that before. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he's got the I tools to to put up huge points. He he really does. He gets going, man. Like he'll he'll hit a couple threes in a row where you're like, damn, like how did he even get open for that? Yeah, and he's so athletic. He's so much more athletic than. He's one of the more athletic bench guys in the league. Yeah. You know, he, he goes unnoticed because of um, you know, because of Orlando, but yeah, good pick. And my last one, uh it was another big man. And I'm not gonna lie, I really haven't I haven't noticed him and I've watched a couple of Indiana games. This is yeah. more of like a stats pick. Yeah. Uh but Sabonis. He was one of my locks. I thought he was a lock for the East for me, for sure. Okay. He's he was he's playing he's well, playing man. Well. Yeah, he's yeah. he's averaging twelve, thirteen points. That's a lot from a bench player, especially a, a big guy. Yeah. And someone as that's really not athletic, and I mean, he just comes in and gets it done, man. He works really, really hard, plays hard, blocks shots. He's had some great blocks this year. Um. Uh, he's. Just, He's a steady guy, yeah. Uh, he was. That's your five. You got five. Yep. Okay. I got. I also have Dinwiddie. I also have Van Vliet. I also have Sabonis. Um. And then I went with. Uh, I guess this is kind of a dark horse, but he's just been playing amazing this year, man. And that's Landry Shamit for the seventy six. I, I wanted to put him in. I really did. He's been playing great, man. He comes in and hits threes. He gets blocks. He gets steals. He does everything off the bench, man, for that team. It's crazy. Um, he's like the unsung hero on that team. I think he's the best bench player they have. I mean, McConnell comes in and plays well, too. But, but McConnell Shamit is not good. Well. McConnell just comes in and plays well. Right. Shamit's actually has, a good player. And he has big plays. You know, really, really big plays. He has big threes sometimes yeah he hits those like crucial threes when you're up one to put you up four or you're down four he'll cut it or you're down like five losing the game he hits a three to bring you back yeah or he'll have a really big defensive play or yeah. something like that man he uh, yeah he was he was a must for me and then um my last one i and this is kind of weird because he they don't play on tv that much but it's um, Bam Adebayo from the Heat. And he gets a lot of opportunity for the Heat because Whiteside fouls out a lot. Or, he, you know, he gets in foul trouble all the time. Or they, he gets in a hack-a-shack situation. I'm, then, I'm really uh, starting to get tired of Whiteside. 
Yeah, I mean, everyone is, including the Heat. <laughs> right. But then Bam comes in and plays hard, man. He catches alley-oops. He gets these blocks, and he's kind of undersized. And he, he plays really hard with a lot of energy. And um, I guess similar to Montrez, uh, you know, for the Clippers, it's, it's a similar role. But, um, yeah, man, he was my he was my five for yeah. the East All-Stars. I like, the thing I like about Bam is he, from day one, it looked like he had good chemistry with uh, D-Wade. Yeah, it did. Yeah, he. Which I think he's crazy. one of those guys that's easy to play with. Kind of like a like a little more athletic, but similar to what Haslam was doing with D Wade for a lot of years. Yeah, just kind of yeah. just kind of feeding off his attention. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bam's really good at that. Yeah. All right, you got any other sports to talk about? Good picks. Uh, well, I watched I watched the Wizards. Uh, lose to the Hawks <laughs> thanks to a uh, throwback performance by Vince Carter. How did he play? Uh, no, nah, he didn't he didn't do anything crazy, but he hit some uh, tough ass threes. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got lit up by the uh their like not their young guns, but their fucking veterans, Chance the yeah. Rapper and fucking Vince Carter, really? And Jeremy Lin made some good plays? Like, come on. Chance the Rapper? <laughs> Who are you talking about? Kent Bazemore. <laughs> <laughs> he, I never even thought about that. <laughs> dude, he looks so much like him. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> That's crazy. He played well, too. Yeah, I forgot he was even there. He came off the bench. I'm like, why is he not starting? They start uh, uh, Huerta, however you say his name. He's good, though. Yeah, he Huerta. he looked pretty good. Huerta. He's athletic, you know. He gets he catches good. some bodies too sometimes. Good, good shooter. I like I like the way he shoots it. Yeah, he's a good. Uh, he's a. I was gonna compare him to somebody, but I can't think of somebody right now. But he's a shooting athlete. I guess like, I guess kind of how Ross used to be, but obviously not as athletic as Ross. But um, the Hawks suck, man. He doesn't. They don't start baseball because they're tanking, of course. They don't want to win games. I didn't yeah. realize Bazemore helped anybody win games. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Bazemore's a good player, man. He's, he is. He's a capable he's, player. He's chilling, getting his money until they, you know, they get. They try to get Zion or whoever they're gonna try to get. Right. The Hawks are gonna be trash for a while though. I'm not gonna lie, I really like Collins. Collins, Collins is, is a beast. Somebody to look out for. Oh, for sure. I, and I think the Trey and Collins, you know, tag team is is nice, but just they they still suck. The rest of the team is so bad, and Trey is not consistent enough of a scorer. You know. Trey is a great passer still. Still passing the amazing, you know, a lot of assists for a rookie. <coughs> Everything else, nah. They just have a bunch of guys, a bunch of role players. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what could help them. I don't think getting a rookie, another rookie is going to help them, though. Yeah, I think Trey Young will get better, though. He'll get a little more consistent. Yeah, he will. He'll, he'll get stronger, too, hopefully. Gain a little weight next year. All right, nothing, nothing else, other than the. No, that's it. All right, 
I'll hit the hit the transition. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. What about it? Like damn. It's that nine five like shit right here. Take them back to the nineties. Okay, now take a trip inside my mind like you was off the Venice. It's me and B-I-G-L-M-B, yo, cooking like chemists. Take them back the way back when, like Dennis the Menace. Causing mayhem on the come up like a young apprentice. Smoking weed and getting higher than a flight attendant. Hip-hop descendant, gold Jesus on my penis. Gotta pull it out for everyone that's in attendance. Okay, back in the day as a college park tenant. Still can't believe I didn't get a shorty pregnant. Man, that's the definition of a life sentence. A whole lot of beef, no bread, no lettuce. Cause I couldn't keep it in my briefs, man. That's pathetic Fuck all that back and forth This ain't a game of tennis I be in my motherfucking chamber Like the Senate Scared to go outside But I know I can't prevent it I'm forever alone in my mind See I'm a self-diagnosed hypochondriac Either at the crib Or on the tour buses Where you find me at Yeah I know that I'm living Like I got it okay Yeah But I swear that I'm not that neurotic Over here Yeah Young cannibal, eat whack MCs like Hannibal. Cause Joe Pesci's my spirit animal. Over here, 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 over
All right, right into it, man. Super Bowl halftime. SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? So what's up? What'd you think? I you thought. Like I'm not gonna blame. Uh, like I, I liked what Maroon Five did. I thought Levine put on a sh- good show. Uh-huh. You know, they had a lot of good hits. Uh, and you know, I liked the whole his. He was going for like the ladies with the removing a layer and shit. Uh-huh. But beside, why have anybody else? Like I just, you mean, I. You mean like why was Travis and Big Boy? There? Yeah, they completely like stopped the performance. And Big Boy's entrance was it was kind of cool, but once he started rapping, like you couldn't really hear the shit. Yeah. Plus, like, he's not really a mainstream like guy. People don't know him that well. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, they were in Atlanta, so I I get yeah. why he was there because it's. I mean, but there's other Atlanta people now. I I just thought they should have kept it Maroon Five, and that's it. They didn't need anybody else. I agree. I think Maroon Five has plenty of hits to do something by themselves. I think maybe a female could have joined them. But not someone like Travis, who's hot that year. Like it, it was. Tra- Travis, it was everything about Travis's brief appearance was awful to me. I like the entrance. The like it was like a meteor, and then he appeared on the stage. That was kind of cool. But other than that, as soon as he appeared, after that was trash. And like hearing him live made me not want to ever see like a live show from him. He didn't have auto tune. Right. There. He normally has auto tune in his live shows though. But it First of all, okay. I saw a tweet and they're right. All this nonsense he went through, the Kaepernick drama, the charity drama for just for him to do half of sicko mode, half he did all that for that, all that nonsense, all the controversy, for half a sicko mode. Come he on, fucked man. it up too. Like, I was like, damn. Like he makes like he's really making sicko mode sound a lot worse than it is. Yeah, like, and then they just, I mean, I don't know. And they still played Drake's out out like a light part. Like they shouldn't have did sicko mode. He shouldn't have did sicko mode. Like if he came out there with butterfly effect or something, something that's only him by himself, uh, it just wasn't good, man. It just was just messy. And then I like the way you move, you know, the Outcast song that Big Boy did. It's like nothing like the rest of the stuff that happened up there on stage. It was just like such a yeah, like weird... it was Maroon Five, and then any time it wasn't Maroon Five, it was just stiff. Like you said, it was like it really was an interruption. Right. It was like I was listening to the Maroon Five station on the radio, and I changed it for a second. And I came back and I changed it again, and I came back. That's what it felt like. Um, but I did. I liked Adam's performance. I liked. I didn't know Adam. I guess I didn't know he played the guitar, but I didn't know he liked the guitar solos. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. You know, he undressed on stage. That's cool. Everyone liked that. The lights were pretty cool. It just, it was boring though. They, they didn't go for anything like. There was no energy. Right. They were just I mean, performing, yeah. 
there wasn't any, you know, with Gaga, she was fucking climbing shit or whatever she was doing. Yeah. Like, Katy Perry had the crazy fucking setups. Bruno had everyone in the whole stadium dancing. Right. It, it was just, you know, even Justin ran through the crowd, took a selfie with the little kid with the braces. I mean, something happened. Nothing happened with Maroon 5 up there. It was really just a Maroon 5 concert, and it still wasn't energetic. Even the solo was, like, a like too smooth or something. It just wasn't exciting at all. Travis wasn't exciting. Big Boy wasn't exciting. How, how much of that do you blame on the game, though? Like, that's what I was thinking. Watching halftime, I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, this is boring. But I, that could have been just because the last hour and a half I've been let down by everything I've seen on screen. Um, I don't blame it on the game, no. Okay. Well, I, I'll say that the game, it definitely matched... It matched the feeling. It was the same feeling I had during the game. As okay. I had in the, okay. That's the not good for either side. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it was like a. When I was ready for the halftime show, I was ready to be uplifted from the game, and mm-hmm. I didn't get uplifted. I just, it was just a nice I, I agree equilibrium through the game through the halftime. I was like, okay, this sucks too. Like, I like okay, Maroon Five gonna turn up, you know. Uh, and then Travis was gonna come out, be hard, and then I knew Big Boy was gonna do. I like the way you move, but like it just wasn't it, man. Like he didn't even do one of his recent hits, Big Boy. He did. I like the way you move. Came out when we were in like sixth grade. I remember listening to that on the way to school in middle school, and like um, I don't know. Man. They're I honestly would Migos came out there with. Maroon Dude, Maroon 5 has way more than two more hits than they played. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they could have yeah. easily performed, like you said, two more songs. Right. Rather and, than having a very stiff... And, like, they try to kind of... When Travis was going with his sicko mode and Levine was just out there, like, kind of singing along to it and dancing... <laughs> I was like, man, this is the most awkward shit I've ever seen. I liked that though. You didn't like that? Nah, man. I I would have liked. <laughs> I would have liked if, uh, like you said, like one of the because Maroon Five has a lot of hits with other people. Like yeah. bring in somebody to perform, you know, like a Wiz Khalifa. I think. What do they do? Payphone. You was know, Wiz and Payphone. Well, yeah, I, mean, I want to yeah, say they have something with Wiz. They, yeah. have, they have a song with Cardi B. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like and plenty, plenty of like options to bring out there than a fucking Travis who honestly looked like he wasn't even prepared. It, and I, I'm not saying this against Maroon Five because I like Maroon Five better than I like Travis, honestly. Like overall, yeah, not right now, but as far as careers go. Yeah, of course. But I think it would have been better if it was Travis and featuring Maroon 5 than the other way around. I would have rather, like, Travis been there performing his hits and then Maroon 5 come in with one rolling with Maybe that. they're playing the instruments. <laughs> it would have been better than what happened. Would it? I think so, man. I wish they had only performed, like, energetic songs, too, maybe. Because, like, She Will Be Loved really... 
ruined the whole thing for me too. Like I, I thought it was gonna pick up and it dropped me down. It was just, it was just boring, man. The whole thing was boring. Yeah, the Super Bowl was boring. The halftime. It was a terrible was like event. Yeah, like was. everybody I've talked to about it. Like I talked to a couple people at work about it today, and it like just w- the moment we started talking about it, there was like a collective sigh. You know what I mean? Like before we even said anything about how boring it was, everybody was just, ah, well, you know, I ate a lot of food. Like there's that. <laughs> like that's right. terrible. You know, you know how I know it was trash when. People that I know that don't really like football said it was trash. Right. Like, when I was younger, not just when I was younger, but normally, people who have never watched the football game can have a good time watching the Super Bowl. But now, this year, it was trash. People who like football couldn't even watch it. And then, you know, then the Super Bowl, like, the halftime show wasn't good for people who don't like football. That's what the halftime show was there for. To get people to watch it who don't normally watch football. Yeah. And I want to say this one more thing, too. I didn't say this in the sports segment, but I'm going to say it now. Football analysts are the worst analysts at all the sports analysts. I realized that this weekend. And this is just an overall topic, so it's not really, like, messing anything up. I realized that football analysts and, like, ex-players who do the football. Yeah. Reporting, they're not. They're terrible at predicting football games. Well, they're I, not good. I think football is a little tougher to predict well, than it, a lot of sports. I think it's tougher for people who have played. I think it's easier for people who don't play because we really just go off what we see. Football players, when football players are doing the analysis, a lot of times they go off of like capability and not about like what happens. Like they would say, yeah, Tom will have 600 yards. Have he'll break another yards record in this game. Yeah, people who play football think he's capable of that. But no one who doesn't watch football all the time, or like anyone who's watching the games, knows they knew Tom Brady wasn't doing that. Right. But the football players think, oh well, you know, they're football players. They should be able to do whatever I think they should be able to do. They they like think about it in like a almost how like. Basketball players think about stuff in like a 2K mode. It's like the football players think of it like that. Like it's everything is on paper and not about actual performance. Yeah, they they base it like almost too much off stats. Yeah, yeah, they ba- that's what I mean. They base it completely off of paper like, and not off of like what's really happening. Like, but I also think it's tough because they have so much less games. You know what I mean? It is, yeah, it is. Where you're well, analyzing also, a Sunday performance, where in other sports it's usually like you take a couple games. Right. But the other thing is, football players, the ex players, they know their position really well, but they may not know really that much about football. Yeah. Because some positions really doesn't take any like knowledge to play the like you know any knowledge about all the positions to play that position you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so sometimes when like a defensive end is analyzing a football game you know it's it's always a bias for the how the 
for the position. There's always a bias to the positions. Wide receivers always give quarterbacks way more credit than they're deserved. All, every time. Every time a wide receiver is talking on TV, they say something about the quarterback that is completely out of this world. This is, like, this is how I know you're right. All, every time I see like a football guy that's not a quarterback talking football, they all go to uh, Aaron Donald is the best player in football. Aaron Donald? Did Aaron Donald, like, did you even notice Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, I didn't. Exactly. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, I had to think about, like... Like, no matter how many fucking sacks a defensive end gets, like, he's not going to be more... He's not going to be the most important player. That's what I'm saying, man. It's always this crazy bias. It's only the ex-players, though. Like, the other guys, they don't do that. They don't come up with these crazy things like that. But I think, for some reason, in football, it's almost like they have more ex-players than, like, regular analysts. They do, yeah. It seems like... It seems like every show is like what TNT does with, uh, you know, yeah, you know, inside, inside the NBA. NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's one regular guy, and right. Everyone else is the ex-player, yeah. And that one regular guy has done only done football for the past fifty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they do that because they know they need a lot of perspectives because they're not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, no, I got you. I see what you mean. This Super Bowl exposed a lot of people. Yeah, and the other thing is, most football players can only play one position at a time. You know what I mean? Like, other than like Dion and, um, uh, like LT or somebody, it, most guys are playing one position for twenty years and know no other position as well as they know that position. But like you talk about an NBA game. Jalen Rose has played, like, four different positions in his career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. And he, he's played point guard who has to know all the positions in a way. And they, they both play offense and defense. So a lot of times football players, offensive players, may not know anything about defense. Yeah. They just never needed to. Um, so, yeah, I just want to throw that out there, man. People who are listening, who are watching the football commentary – you got to just watch the game, man, because they don't really know. They don't always know what they're talking about. Their predictions are usually way off. And it may seem like they know a lot about football. They'll know all the players' names, and they'll know all the positions and stuff. But they don't – they just come up with something, man, what they think would happen. But it's really not – has no basis to it other than how, you know, it's all capability, man. At the end of the yeah, day, it's, it's a crazy. guess. It's a guess like any other guess, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a, more of a guess than any other sport, for sure. Right. But their guesses are more biased than other sports' guesses. To yeah. Me. Um, okay, I just want to throw that out there. I forgot to say that earlier, but it was really on my mind the whole time I was watching the <laughs> game. Uh, all right, so <sighs> done with the halftime show. Let's get into the most, the most pressing topic of music right now <laughs> and you know what it is <laughs> <sighs> sir sir savage the 21st <laughs> <laughs> is that really the most like is that that serious of a topic <laughs> 
Of course. What do you mean? <laughs> of course it is. I don't know why. He's deported. What is he? That's crazy to me, man. Like, why would he keep this a secret? What is he doing? Um. <laughs> like, did he just know, did he just think he was gonna run through his whole career and that was never gonna be discovered? Did he say he was keeping it a secret? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know why he did that. I, well, I, well, one reason he kept it a secret is because he has committed crimes here. You know, if, if he if they knew that when he first got a felony, he would have been gone back then. Yeah, that's true. So I I could see him keeping a secret because of that. Because him not him keeping it a secret is the only reason he's still here right now. Uh, man, he should have married Amber Rose. <laughs> I like should've, that. <laughs> should have got that. Put a ring on it. He would. He'd still be here right now. I mean, be just able to stay here forever. Um. So, I mean, what does this mean for him, man? Are you concerned? Not really. No, I think he'll be okay in the long run. I mean. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I really don't got much else to say about it. Yeah, I think he'll be okay, so I don't think it's that serious, but it is funny. Um, Sir. <laughs> Sir Savage is the 21st. Oh, That's... man, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so what what you got? What You listen to new music you sent? A couple things? Yeah, I mean... There, there's some questionable tracks that came out. Like, why did Two Chains remix uh, Seven Rings? Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I don't I didn't know. listen to it. Man. Did you listen man, to it? It wasn't good. It's not much <laughs> to listen to. It's like maybe two and a half minutes. Uh, yeah. Is only Ar- him on there? Well, no. It's Ariana's on the hook, and then he comes in for a verse. Uh-oh. And then Ariana comes in at the end, like after her second hook. She, you know, she talks a little shit and she sounds awkward because that's not really her game. Oh, she she remixes it too? Yeah, I believe so. I could be tripping. I haven't heard the original in a little bit, but she talks some shit on there that I was like, I don't remember this in the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's bad, man. It's just two chains doesn't really... Doesn't have like usually even when his verse is bad and his verse is bad a lot of the time. Like there's there's like a special energy to him. There's always one quotable line. Yeah, there's always like a something funny he'll say about his dick or like how much money he got yeah, or whatever saying. he's doing as like a former hooper and now he's a trapper like whatever he does. Yeah, but th- there was none of that. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of sucked. You know, I mean, it's going to be forgotten as quickly as it came out. Right. Um, yeah, I saw it came out, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even think I want to hear Two Chains and Ariana at the same time ever. Uh, yeah, you're not missing anything. All right. What else? 
here. Uh, Wiz so. Khalifa dropped a random track with Trippy Red that was supposedly, you know, it, uh, yeah, the snippet that. was out like a long time ago. Oh, I never, I didn't know there was a snippet out before. Yeah, but I heard the song. It, it was. I liked Wiz's part, but it was a little short. But besides that, I mean, Trippy Red sounds exactly like he usually sounds to me. Yeah, it was forgettable for me. Um, I don't know. In terms it's of like nice hearing Wiz's voice sometimes, but yeah, Wiz yeah. Wiz was cool. How he kind of switched up the flow a few times. Yeah. Like there was no projects that came out that I looked at and was like, I gotta listen to this. Like G Herbo, really? He dropped. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I'll pass though. <laughs> right. But... I mean, I'll check. I mean, you know, if nothing comes out next week, I'll check it out. But I just really thought no one dropped. That's why I was surprised. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. <laughs> no one dropped. Right. Yeah. Um. We got another joiner in Chris Brown. We got a big boy dropped a single coincidentally. Right. Uh, big boy single's okay. It's just okay. Uh, who else? Lil Pump. Lil Peep. I love McConan and Fallout Boy released the song. Yeah. I'm actually going to give a good review, man. I liked it. I've only heard All-Star it. All Star Squad. <laughs> um yeah man i i was shocked that there was chemistry on the song like i really thought it would be three completely different sounds try to you know and they try to put it together but there there was a good cohesion to the song to be honest with you i didn't even hear i love mcconan on there i didn't either the first time like he comes in quickly he just you know, you don't really even notice, but everybody sounds good. Yeah, I guess the little—I guess it's easier when Little Peep isn't there. I mean, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Little Peep. But I think it might be easier because, like, uh, they just—they could just take his vocals and put it on something, you know? Right. And then whatever they did, they could have just—you know what—you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's a good song to. A nice posthumous song. Uh, it is good. It is good. You hear the Gunna one call? Uh, no. How was that? Um, I'm not a Gunna fan, so this is coming from someone who's not a Gunna fan. It was kind of boring to me, but it, the lyrics were at, were good. I was like, okay, but it it just wasn't it wasn't my vibe at the moment. I might have been too energetic to hear it because it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I'm assuming he's gonna have a project coming sometime soon. Yeah, maybe not soon, but at some point this year. And he's uh, like, I agree with you. I don't really like him, but he's popped up on a lot of tracks. Yeah, and he's done enough for me to check him out. Right, and that's why I listen to it. Same, that's my exact same feeling because. He has enough popularity, and he's done. He's had enough good showings that you know. I'm I'm curious to see what happens next. Yeah, he he comes in nice on a lot of features. I gotta say, like, like he doesn't really kill it with the lines, but he's got that interesting sound to him. Yeah, Uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna play a snippet of this real quick. Okay, I'll let you get a hear of it.
it back, Turbo. sound too bad like, I, yeah. I, I agree with what you said for the most part but yeah man I feel like the album his album is gonna be full of like that kind of chill banger type tracks yeah yeah which isn't a bad thing that's his pocket you know? right he, he might he should stay in it because that, that's probably what he's gonna be successful at I would hope he works with a lot of people like he's he's got he he's one of those guys who plays well with others. Yep. And I hope he doesn't he try to go for like that. You know, let me. I got my own thing. Like I could do this. Like nah. There's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Uh, did you hear the um new Gold Link record? Got muscle with Pee Wee Longway. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Pee Wee Longway? Man, Pee Wee Longway is a name I heard very briefly. <laughs> yeah. He had a he had I'll a play that as my gym. Is it a good song? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's I think it's pretty Man, cool. I remember I had a couple friends who liked one song from Pee Wee Longway and one of them would give me a ride all the time back like this was right after high school. And man, he used to play that that one fucking track all the time. I couldn't, I couldn't. When I tell you, I could not understand a fucking word of what this man was saying. I mean, not a single word. Wow. I yeah, was he's... like, bro, this is something else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a good, it's a pretty good song, man. I I like it. It's a good vibe. Uh. Yeah, man, it's, it's not a lot of music to talk about today. I have a really big mute movie topic. Unless you have any more music? Uh, no. I'm. I listen to. Did you listen to Nikki's uh, "Going Bad" remix? By the way, I checked that out too. Oh no, I, I didn't listen to it. Was it good? No. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Nothing else to say then, I guess. No. Moving on. She's uh, pretty fucking annoying on it, to be honest. I'm not surprised. Like, she, she only raps for, like, a minute and a half. And the remix is, like, three minutes long. I heard just saying, like, wild, like, Cardi B-type shit. But Cardi B does it on, like, Instagram, you know. 
she's trying to do it at the end of the song. Like, we're good, bro. I'm good. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm good. I'm good, too. Then. If you're good, I'm good. Um, well, I, I have a group that some people may not know, and it's a group called Hair Squad, I think. I don't know how to say their name, honestly, because their name is spelled weird. It's spelled um, hair like a rabbit, and then S-Q-U-E-A-D, so it's not squad. There's a random E in there, hair squeed, whatever. Okay. But um, they got a song called 100 Miles I really liked. They're kind of like R&B-esque, um, but they're pretty cool, man. They got they really just have a lot of singles out, but I know their album is coming out this year, so that's something people could check out. Uh, I was tied between them or the uh, Go Link song is my gem, but I was gonna play Go Link. So I don't have anything else, man. I really don't. Yeah, another slow weekend in music. Yeah, let's talk about the big movie topic, man. Movie topic of the year. Uh, who should be the next Batman? Affleck is officially oh. done. It, was it official like earlier today or something? Um, I think yesterday. Or two oh, days okay. Ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it's week. been like, I know it's been in up in the air for a little while. Yeah. So this week is official. I don't know, man. You got any names? I need a second. I really haven't thought about it. Um, I've heard Gyllenhaal was it was. A topic. Um, I mean, was a fan favorite. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I've heard. Uh, what's the guy's name from? Um, Ex Machina. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is one. I definitely don't like that. He's he doesn't have the build for it. No, he like he's he's got a good like energy as an actor. I like him as an actor, but like I don't yeah. think he's just gonna like. I just don't see him as Bruce Wayne. No, me neither. And the the that's the hardest part is right. being the Bruce part. Right. It's not Batman is easy, but being Bruce, nah. I can't see him being suave or being the playboy. No, no, not him. Um, I really can't see Jake Gyllenhaal doing that either. Slightly more, because you know he's good at the weird stuff. He can be like the head case kind of part of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But I don't know if he could be the ladies' man, Bruce Wayne. But I guess it depends on what the movie is going for, right? If they're just going for darkness, the whole movie and Gyllenhaal might be the best person to be him or not. But if they're going for the original, you know, Batman, ladies' man by day, Playboy by day to. Batman at night. I don't. I don't know if I like Jake. Um, There's not a lot of actors available, considering how fucking all of, so many actors have already appeared in either Marvel or DC. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll throw out a random name, and this kind of just popped up in my head, and he's not a viable option. But I really like, and this is he's not a great example from this role, but. The the guy who played the villain in Aquaman, Patrick uh, Wilson, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. I think he could have done it. Obviously, now it's tough because he's like the brother, but... He's got a he's oh, got a good yeah. build. He's he's shown enough to me, mostly in horror movies, but like he's he's got a good he's got a good presence. Yeah, he he does he does. I I think he's a little. Um, in the movies I've seen him in, he doesn't have enough like versatile lines. I I guess that I don't know if that makes sense. Like it. Um. Again, it's the it's the multiple role part that I don't know if he would be good at, but I think he does have presence. I think you're right about that. But I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be believable. Like maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But maybe I don't think that's a bad name at all. But yeah, you're right. He's he's already in the DC universe. Right. And you know Aquaman 2 is coming, so if anything, I hope he pops up in there. Yeah, or he might be in um, Justice League 2. Right. He, he was good. I mean, he kind of fell for that same, like, they don't they didn't really develop him much. Right. But he, he did a good job of what they gave him. I could definitely see him, you know, joining forces with somebody else and taking the C. You know, it might be something... Bigger with the C in Justice League too, you know. Yeah, that has to do with him, so it's possible. But you're right; they they didn't develop, they didn't spend a lot of time developing him. Um, I I got another name, and he would only work if he was a better actor. And I honestly, I don't think he's a very good actor. Uh, but Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like I agree with everything he's the build. He's got it. He's I even, got the build. He got the charisma. But I just, he's a terrible actor. The emotional like punch that you're gonna have to throw at times. Yeah, I but just, I don't. Mm. When he's serious, he's he. I guess because he's not a good actor, but when he's trying to be serious, he sounds so corny. Like he like when he's trying to intimidate people. Yeah. I'm like I'm not. He also no has. gonna be intimidated. He also hasn't had a very good run with like action movies. His action movies have been really Like, he, he called me by your name. Like, he's got those obscure roles where he does really well. Yeah. But. He's kind of like, he's similar to, um, he's similar to Gosling to me. Mm. In that, when he's in those romantic or the, uh, uh, like, when he can be soft, he's good. But I don't want to see him in action. And I don't want to see Gosling in action either. But, uh, yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> but actually, I, I don't think Gosling would be a bad Bruce Wayne. But I, I, he's just dry. Yeah. He's so dry. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be tough because Bale did it so long. It was so good. Um, and then Affleck destroyed it. I mean, he was fine. They just kind of fucked him over in Justice League. They gave him, like, yeah. a tone completely different than what he had in uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. It just felt like two different characters almost. Yeah, and... Yeah. It did. It did seem like two different characters. 
It just seemed like a whole different person from all the movies. Like, I will say, I will say with, like, I'm kind of looking at the build a little bit. You know, they got to have, like, a good presence. But to be fair, when Michael, like, if Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, like he was back in whatever it was, probably like 86, 87, I would have been like, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) And he turned out to be pretty good, so. Yeah, I agree. You know, they could throw out some surprising guy like, shit, I don't know. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh Jesus! That dude, that dude is slept <laughs> on as an actor. I'll, I'm gonna say that right now. But I never want to see him in anything serious, like Batman. Not that serious. Yeah, I don't know if he could lead a role like that, but he, he's had some good stuff in the last couple that of years. That was him in Kickass, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, you're going way back to to Kickass. <laughs> that was the first time I saw him, though. Yeah, that was That's his. That, I, I that. think that was his breakout. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like him when he was serious in the Avengers. The twenty minutes he was in. No, he was like he wasn't that. a very good uh Quicksilver. I mean that's why they killed him off quick as fuck. I'm I'm just saying I don't know if he'd be a good serious superhero. That's why I say I don't want to see him in anything serious. I saw him try for a little while, it wasn't good. <laughs> well, right. they kinda like yeah. they didn't really to give him like a serious role, to be fair. He, I mean it wasn't an important role, but he was being serious. He was like a. Um, it's was been. A, when was the last time you saw Age of Ultron? Like, uh, not that long ago, like a year ago. Age of Ultron to me is the worst of Marvel's like humor thing. Like, if you rewatch that movie, man, they yeah. go in for every fucking joke they can. Right. And we've and criticized like them was, before, but that movie just wasn't wasn't good. The the way they that like that um, Ultron's the villain was more important than how they made it seem. Yeah, you know, like he picked up a whole city off the ground, and it wasn't like as serious as I felt like it should. Yeah, been. because because they went for every fucking joke. Like, even after Tony had just fucked them over, basically, they were cracking jokes to each other. Yeah, but, and what was he doing with the city anyway? I don't even remember what he was was, supposed to be doing. He was going to drop it, and, like, the impact was going to fuck up the... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was dumb. That whole thing was dumb. Um, They took way, like, introducing Vision was weird. I didn't like that. I wish they figured something else out than how they did it. Um, but I guess that's how it was meant to be. But I didn't like it, personally. But um, back to Batman. Because we could talk about the reason why that movie wasn't good for a long time. There got to be someone, man. Um, I guess we could think about a list and come back. I saw... Um, someone said the dude who played... Uh, uh, did you you saw Game Night, right? Yeah, Jason Bateman. No, not not Bateman though. The other dude, the the funny. The white one. Yeah, the young dude. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they said he should be Batman. Man, they're reaching really now. <laughs> Why? I can see it. 
Can you? Have you seen him in anything else? He was in, um, uh, it was a Tiffany Haddish movie I saw recently. Like the Thanksgiving with that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't Kevin, no, 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 not Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart wasn't in there. That was, uh, fucking Night School. Night School. The Oath, I think it was called. It was like, it was weird. I think it was like an indie movie, but... He was good in there. He's been in a couple of things, man. Just a couple. But <laughs> it was, that movie was a comedy, too. It wasn't serious. I don't know how he would be serious. But I, I saw people saying to consider him. I don't know, man. I don't think they should be a... I don't think it should be a major actor, though. Like, we said Gosling and... Um, uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I will love if they cast... Like, they cast Cyborg as somebody, you know, I'd never seen before. Yeah. I'd never even heard of him. He, he was cool. Mm-hmm. And even with, like, Ezra Miller was a good Flash casting, I thought. Yeah, I like Ezra, yeah. And obviously they've, you know, Aquaman, they got right. Yeah, and, and Gal, she's not, right. like, really well-known either, and she did good. Aquaman, I they didn't have much other choice to be... To pick other yeah, he, he he's kind of built for it. <laughs> he's he's perfect. Other people they could have you know you could have said oh well yeah maybe she could have did it but nah and no one else could have did Aquaman <laughs> other than him because he's a looks like Aquaman already. But uh, yeah, Gal, if you didn't see the Fast and Furious movies, you may not know who she is. A lot of people. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm curious to see what happens with Batman. I'm I'm excited, actually, I guess. Yeah, I hope we get some names, like, some more names to break down from, like, news before they actually pick somebody. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because um, it, it's yeah. strange. Like, it's, it's, it's almost like they do a really good job with supporting characters. You know what I mean? Like... They they casted um who was the Deathstroke guy? Like I know Deathstroke popped up at the end of Justice League for like ten seconds. Yeah. But the 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 fucking ma- he was in Magic Mike. I, didn't I hate that, that I remember him from there, but <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna go into that, but I, I He's didn't he's it. married to Sofia Vergara. What else was he in, man? Fuck. He was, uh, he died in Rampage in like two seconds. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people saw Rampage, but. <laughs> I wish I could figure that. Hold on, I'll find, give me a second, I'll find it. Joe Man. Yes! Joe Manchin. Yes! Mayo? Yes! Yeah. The last name yeah, is like tough, him. but. I like him. Like, yeah. that, he's such a good Deathstroke cast. Like, it's. There's subtle things like that that they do so well, but then they can't put a fucking... Well, it's that they're trying to put a fucking puzzle together before they introduce the pieces. Yeah, because him and the dude from... um, The dude on Arrow, they're both good. The guy on Arrow is a good death streak. Yeah, really good. And and, um, (laughs) I like him, his casting on there. They kind of followed that model. Uh, Cause he looks a lot like Joe, um, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I 
I don't know what's gonna happen with Batman, man. I hope it's not bad. S- Superman is the one I'm more worried about. <sighs> yeah. You know, I don't even want to throw out names, but Henry was really good. He really nailed that. Like, I don't know, man. Some that Superman, like it. It's that charisma of like a everyday guy. Yeah. That you either like Brandon Routh just didn't have it. Like I'm sorry, he just you know the movie was okay, but he just didn't have it. He was just there. You didn't really feel him as like this country guy trying to grow up in Kansas. But like you, Cavill made you feel that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was good at being quirky and cool at the same time. Right. And Ralph just isn't cool. There's nothing cool about him. And and Superman's always been kind of, you know, lame on the lame side when it came to being cool. Right, yeah. But not to the point of Brandon. Right. Ralph. He's like below zero cool. Uh yeah, uh that's gonna be different. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Superman, man. I just hope they stick with the individual stories and they they stay away from the fucking team-up movies for a couple years. Like, let's get Flash out there. Let's get... uh, What else? I, I mean, Cyborg is still... Doesn't have a movie, but... How, how do you feel about the the shows being different people in the movies? The I, I like it. I think the shows have their own they have their own quirkiness, like you said, with Superman. Like that's what the shows have. Yeah. Where I, I haven't, I kind of stopped watching. Uh, I think Flash. I stopped at season three, and Arrow. I stopped at season six. Yeah. Um, but they they had their own like. I enjoyed watching them. I, I stopped because they're just they're so long. It's twenty four episodes a, a season, and there's just so much filler in between, like important story parts. Yeah. So uh, and they're, they're taking way too much time messing with the um, extras to me, uh, especially on um, on Arrow. Now that like everyone. Is important. Like everybody on this show is important. They lost me when I mean, spoiler alert for those who are behind on Arrow. But they really lost me when Diggle became fucking Arrow. I was like, I was like, man. When Arrow quit. Yeah, yeah. Like I get, I get why he quit and stuff, but. They kind of went to Diggle as I was just like, man, like they're really reaching here. Yeah, I and on Flash, um, <laughs> like the whole uh, Cisco with the girlfriend in another dimension and all that stuff that could be left out for me. Uh, dude, I, Iris is one of my least favorite TV characters ever. Mine too. I, I I hate when she gets when stuff happens when she has yes. to like be the hero of the episode. Yes. Like no, dude, she's not. She has to be the damsel every time. That's how it works. Don't let her. Like one time she had the power. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was trash. 
And like, and it, it gets so mind. annoying because like she makes Barry's life so difficult. And I'm just like, man, like I hate every choice she makes. <laughs> and now the mom is reading minds and stuff. Like, come yeah, on, they're dude. tripping. Like way over the top. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, I, I give a quick shout out to some stuff I saw this past week. Uh, I fi- I finally got time to watch Bird Box. Oh, okay, yeah, I watched it. it I enjoyed it. You know, I, I liked. I don't know, man. It, like, it had a, too much hype for me because so many people watched it. Yeah. But I liked for what it was, kind of a, a thriller. I liked that they kept it mysterious. You know, they kept it kind of ambiguous where you don't really know what's going on. But it, it was entertaining. I agree. And they did uh, that good. Usually, I don't like this, but they did a good job of going from flashback where you're learning how, like, what's going on or how this happened to, like, current time when she's on the river. Yeah, you know, and I thought about that, too, because you know why I think they did a better job this time was because... uh it was it wasn't 50-50. It was like 70-30 in favor of like the flashback. Like when they go 50-50, it messes up to me. When it's like exactly half flashback, yeah. half normal, then you're like, "Okay, I'm getting confused." But they spent way more time on the flashbacks. And when they showed the current time, it was just short. It was short and it was like not a lot happened for you to like have to remember. I liked that. Yeah, it, it started off as kind of like a serious version of the happening. <laughs> I was sitting there like... That was the one with um, John Leguizamo, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg talking to the oh, fucking yeah. plants and shit. <laughs> that movie was that, trash. Yeah, that movie is a special type of trash. It is a special like type. It, it's it its a- own category of garbage. It is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, because it's not a movie that I put in, like, my worst movies I've ever seen list. It's just, like, I watched it, but it was trash. It's one of those own things. It's one of those, it makes you laugh at how bad it is. Yeah. So, like, in the right environment, you can have fun watching it, but, like, obviously it's not a good movie. Yeah. But that's kind of what Bird Box started out, you know, where people were committing suicide. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of a similar vibe. But yeah, But then is. the movie takes a little bit of a, like... Not really a turn, but it goes in a direction when she gets into the house. Yeah. Where where uh, what's his name? <sighs> Fuck. What's the old Malkovich. older? Yeah, Malkovich is like, and and the all the other people in there. Yeah. And the movie kind of went away. I didn't think it would. Uh-huh. Like I really wasn't expecting the romance to break out between her and the. You know, I'm not gonna Black spoil. Man. Yeah, right. But uh, they haven't seen it. It was like the most watched movie. Right, a lot, a lot of people did see it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it. You're late, anyway. Yeah, I, I kind of liked how they and he ended up being like a hero because I didn't think he would be at first. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I thought he would. Well, I did. I thought he would die earlier, though. I'm not gonna lie, and not, and it's not the race thing at all. I just really thought he was gonna like. Well, they killed have to sacrifice before they got there. They killed the other black guy first, right? What was the uh, the get out <laughs> dude? Rel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked his. That scene first. was good though. That was. I think that was it the was first good. moment they introduced like the crazies. 
Like at, yeah. at that point, they weren't really hip to the fact that people were alive with like a disease or whatever it was. But. Yeah, that people were helping mm-hmm. the whatever it was. I I think that I think it left a lot of questions, but, but I think in a good way. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do. I do too. Yeah. I do want to know how they're eating in that place though, but <laughs> that's okay. I'll let that. I'll let that live. Let that slide. Uh, and the other thing, uh, real quick, I'll shout out is th- this is an older show that I recently started watching. Uh, uh, we mentioned Jason Bateman earlier, Arrested Development. <laughs> you just started watching that? Yeah, I just got caught up on Netflix like a few days ago. I've been watching it for a little while. Oh, okay. Okay. Man, like I, it's very different. Yeah. It's not. It's not your typical. Like it's not really a sitcom. Right. Because it's a progressing story. It's not just kind of like life going on where that's usually what sitcoms are. Right. Um, but I got to say, man, it's really entertaining. Like the stupid, yeah. the stupidity that all the characters have, like the interactions are so funny. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy that Netflix brought it back because you, you can kind of feel like I'm watching it in one sitting Mm-hmm. You could feel the transition from like a network show to a streaming show. Yeah. Uh, but but it's good. I think both were good. I don't think the transition was bad. Right, yeah. And it's I've still heard. it's still going on. I feel, I think next month they got more episodes coming. So Bateman is still on there in the next month? Yeah, he's the, everybody's the still there. It's, uh Yeah, I don't think they lost they've the whole Bluth family's still there. I watched I watched it originally. I never watched the Netflix ones though. Okay. But uh, I will say this is um, w- w- Michael Sarah. Yeah. Like he he's really good. Like he's really funny. I know. I mean that that was really that is his job. Like because he doesn't get movie roles. Right. That he doesn't. Anymore. He popped up. I remember I saw him after not seeing him for a really long time in a Molly's game. Yeah, and he like he popped out of nowhere. I was just like, "Whoa, what is he doing here?" Right, it's been a while since he since he was. I think like, I read. I think I read something that he he's like a, he's more of a stage actor. Oh, okay. which is so I, I didn't know that either. But Broadway and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. He had a really. He started out on fire with Superbad and Juno. Yeah. He was two for two. Right out the gates, and then after that, it was just downhill from there. Super bad, really was a classic. Classic, yeah, for sure. And then Juno had that won so many awards. Yeah, Juno was like, a good movie. When I was a kid, that was one of the first movies that like I noticed winning a lot of awards. Like you know, one movie won everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know other movies did that, but when I was younger, I was the first one I noticed that was like when i first understood movies i guess um but yeah man he he had a good start to his career i'm glad he's still doing okay though because i i did question what happened to him i thought something was wrong he produces too right yeah he's he uh since since like the like i think the last two seasons are netflix produced yeah um and he's he pops up on there as a producer a lot of the time okay Okay. Bateman, 
Bateman's kind of typecast as like this the the way he kind of acts in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, always. He's like, like he really forever, plays like. that like fast talking, straight arrow kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he does it well. He's he's one of the best at what he does that role. Also, uh, Will Arnett is fucking awesome as Job. Yeah. Yep. Will Arnett does a lot of funny shit, but usually, like, he voices, uh, was it Bojack Horseman, I think? Oh, does he? Yeah, he voiced uh, Lego Batman, too. It was pretty funny in that. I didn't know he did so much voices. Yeah. That's cool. I uh, I finally watched Solo, I think I told you. Right. Oh, yeah. Let me, what are your thoughts? I liked it, man. I didn't, well, oh, hold on. Wait. Let me take that back. I didn't dislike it. Um, I thought the movie was good, like a overall, like good story and stuff. But the problem was, you have to like get into the Star Wars mindset when you watch it. Because like when I was thinking about it as just a movie, I'm like, man, this, they're jumping all over the place and switching planets all the time. But then I was like, well, that's how Star Wars is. Yeah. Rogue One, Rogue One, I remember, started, like, they were just going from planet to planet the first 30 minutes. Right, yeah. And that and I was like, well, I, gotta, I really have to judge this as a Star Wars movie. You can't judge it as just a regular movie. So then as a Star Wars movie, I thought it was good, man. I, I did. I, I enjoyed it. It had good moments. Right, they, they kept it fun. Yeah, they did, yeah. Like, it, 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 mo- got, it moved well, people, too. I don't know why people didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I think it's because there's just so much uh, pressure to live up to Harrison Ford. Yeah, my, and, and my dad said the same thing, and obviously, like he to me he hits, but to me he hits Harrison Ford. He doesn't I really hit Solo. Too. Like he hit the Harrison Ford like version of Solo, which I guess is good. But to to me, it just kind of felt weird at times. It didn't seem like he was being himself. Right, like there were certain mannerisms that I'm like, like he's clearly just, you know, p- using what he picked up from Harrison Ford. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I agree with that, but I didn't mind it. I liked, I liked everybody in the movie. Honestly, I, uh, well, the villain was Vision guy, Paul Bettany. Yeah, he he was kind of just in there, like you know, anybody could have been that. I thought he did good though. Yeah, but. But uh, I like yeah, that I whole agree, crew that they set up initially. I do too. Yeah, I, he he did good with the um, he did good at that role. But like you said, they didn't really develop him enough for it to matter. You know, they only showed him. Yeah. You know, for a little bit at a time, like ten minutes at a time. But spoiler spoiler alert to those who haven't seen it. I really didn't see her, see her double crossing him at that. Oh, end, that was man. a good little really twist. Little, I hope they do another one. Little Game of Thrones action on him. Right? Yeah. I I hope they do another one like you know similar, but. All right, let me play a gem, a break from us talking before we close it out. I'm gonna play. Uh, this is Got Muscle by um, Gold Link. Pee Wee Longway and Wave IQ. Long way, long way, bitch. You got muscle. 
Before I did forget, um, I also watched the movie Titan on Netflix. It's got a uh, Sam Worthington in there. Oh yeah, I watched that too. That shit fucking sucked. <laughs> oh it my sure god, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. One. It, it was so boring. So, yeah, one of the most boring I, movies I've ever seen. And and it just meant nothing. Yeah, like the end was. I don't know. If, I don't know how to really explain. It just felt like a big waste of time. That's all. I also watched Get the Gringo. <laughs> That's what. Um, it's it's uh, stacked with talent. Charlize. Yeah. David. Oh yeah. Oh Lolo, yep yep. Whatever. And uh, what's his yeah. name? J- Joel Edgerton. Yeah. 
it was okay. It wasn't terrible. Like, it made me laugh a couple times. But, I mean, as a comedy, it came out around the same time as, I think, uh, Game Night and, and Cock Blockers came out. And yeah. if you're looking for a comedy, those two movies are way better. For sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched that, too, and I wasn't feeling it. I kind of... I I might have left before it even ended. Honestly, I know my parents were watching. I was like, wouldn't, wouldn't really surprise me at all. It wasn't good. It was crazy. It was like too much happened. Too much stuff that shouldn't happen happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any other um, any other movies worth mentioning. I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying. So There's it. a lot of stuff coming to Netflix that I'm trying to see. The that new Jake Gyllenhaal movie looks pretty good. Uh, what is Velvet it? Velvet Buzzsaw. It's like a. It looks like a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the ad for With it. The, is it out yet? Yeah, it came out. It's on my instant list. Like I, I added it as soon as it came out. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna be right at that. Too. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I'm hearing good things about uh, Polar as well. Yeah, I've heard so I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. The Mads Mickelson. I like him, so I'm gonna check that out probably. He's getting old. I'm I'm struggling to finish Punisher just because I haven't been able to find the time, but I will finish that's, that's it. That's the hard part. It's going yeah, it's really good. It's not nothing not nothing against the show, but I just haven't had time like that. Right. Yeah. Alright. Um Okay. Uh, until next time, this is episode 38. We'll be back um, somewhere around the trade deadline. So we could talk about that, see what happens. All right. Right? You cool with yeah, that? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Stronger than pride, stronger than Teflon Take it on the avenue 
you buy me links Now I want a pound of food thing until it sticks You could be my mama and I'll be your boy Original road boy, never am I coy You could be a shorty in my ill convoy Not to come across as a thug or a hood But hun, you got the goods, like Madeline Wood By the way, my name's Malik, the five foot freak They say we get together by the end of the week She simply said no, label me a hoe I said how you figure, my friends tell me so I hate when silly groupies wanna run their yap Word to God, hun, I don't get down like that I'll have you weak in the knees that you can hardly speak Or we could do like Uncle Ella swinging up in my jeep Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the streets If my mom don't approve, then I'll just elope Let me save the little man from inside the boat Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia Bust off on your couch, now you got Siemens furniture Shy, he fight for the extra P Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG They know the abstract is really so on ice The character is of man, never ever a mice Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice Yeah. 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 Yeah.